Welcome back, my friends, to the Mail Right Real Estate Agent Podcast Show, episode 115. My name is Thomas J. Nelson, and my co-host is Jonathan Denwood. We'll be introducing ourselves in a minute, but first I want to thank our returning guest, Kim Schneider from Reverse Your Funnel. She joined us back on episode 95, and we've had her back because we first of all, did not attack everything we wanted to question her about. And we wanted to kind of develop some of the things that we were speaking to her about last show. So Kim, welcome back. And thanks for being with us. Thanks you all for having me back. Really happy to be here. Well, we got a lot out of the first show from you. Um, It was a wealth of information. And I felt like, you know, 45 minutes is tough to extract as much as uh, guests like yourselves have to offer. So we, we appreciate you coming back. And for those that might not have heard that episode, um, you want to share a little bit about yourself and what Reverse Your Funnel is? Absolutely. Uh, Reverse Your Funnel is my 14th company, just uh, to put it in perspective. So you could definitely say I'm a serial entrepreneur. Some have been hugely successful, very big, big exits. Some have been hugely not successful, massive failures and everything in between. Uh, But Reverse Your Funnel very specifically um, has the mission of helping small, small business owners to create profitable online sales funnels. And um, I'm very passionate about that because I think that most of what um, is being taught out there, there's there's a big a myth that what works for the big guys also works for us and and it just flat doesn't and so i'm trying to write that wrong and jonathan i'm gonna let you introduce yourself oh well, hi there folks i'm the founder of mail right we're a lead generation platform with a focus on facebook And I'm Thomas J. Nelson. I'm a residential realtor here in beautiful San Diego, California, where I'm never too busy for your referrals. And you can find me on social media as well as my website, thomasjnelsonrealtor.com. And uh, Jonathan, I know we want to talk tech first, so I'm going to turn things back over to you because that's your department, sir. Right. Um, Before we do that, folks, I just want to mention that my sincere condolences and heartfelt um, feelings towards the people that have died and um, been seriously injured in Las Vegas last night. Um, just a shocking incident of inhumanity to totally innocent people and their families. And um, may God be with you and your relatives. And if you're in hospital um, or you've got people in hospital, um, remember that there are hundreds of thousands of people wishing you well and um, my heart goes out to you. Amen to that. Um, So, um, Kim, um, Facebook. Let's Sorry. As soon as I said said Facebook, the the audience, the animal audience that Kim's got um, came to life. Um, So, Custom audiences, I've been doing a, a lot of work and study around custom audiences. Um, what's your feeling about that? Does it, you know, if you, is it a good idea? Um, what I've observed is you need a quite a large list, um, either people going to your website or email list, but you need quite a large one. Um, maybe you can go in and just give a quick description on what a custom audience is and what some of the things that you can utilize, you know, get data into a a Facebook custom audience. Sure. 
So the easiest way to think of a custom audience is just a list. So if you want to think about your CRM system where, or your email platform, when you create an email and you say, choose this list, choose people with this tag, but not that tag, for example, and send my email to them. Well, Facebook calls a list a custom audience. I don't know why they didn't just call it a list, but for whatever reason, they picked this very strange name. But that's all it is. The only difference is that instead of sending that list an email or a direct mail or whatever we're used to doing with list, you are going to put an ad in front of that very specific subset of people. Now, um, Facebook gives us a number of different ways to create these lists. Um, one of the ways is by putting the Facebook pixel, which is people get a little freaked out about the pixel, but it's just a very simple piece of code that you put on your website, just like the Google Analytics uh, snippet. And by putting that on your website, it can track the people who have hit various pages or done various things. And then you can uh, very granularly say to Facebook, okay, Based on what you know from that pixel, I want to create lists from that. You can upload lists uh, from your you know, third-party sources like your CRM. You can sync them using uh, software. Uh, or um, you can also do um, lists off of engagement. Uh, people who watched this Facebook Live, for example, could be a list. Uh, you know, there, there's a, and the number of ways that Facebook is giving you to create lists is growing all the time. It is. I noticed um, they've added a new um, button <laughs> recently. I forgot what it's called, but um, it's intriguing. Um, why, why would this be interesting to a real estate agent and why, why use a custom list maybe? Sure. Well, it really boils down to one word, which is super important in this very noisy era that we live in and that is personalization if i am um you know to you to use real a uh, real estate it if um well, it's like, I mean, the easiest way to think of it is, is having your name called across the room, right? But the more um, super targeted and relevant that ad is specific to the person, the more likely it is to catch their attention, to get the head snap, to get them to look at it, and to, to, to click. And so by using what we call dog whistle copy that says something like, um, hey, interested in, you know, four bedroom uh, houses in, you know, a certain neighborhood because you know that they've, you've created a list of people who have clicked on those specific listings on your site, right? Well, they go, well, yes, actually I am, <laughs> right? And so it's that personalization that creates um, profitable ads and profitable funnels you, you know the idea of the funnel where you start at the top and you bring people through one of the ways you do that is by getting more and more and more specific as you go down does that make sense oh totally and hopefully it makes sense to the audience what, what the qualifier i would put out there just and see if you agree um is i saw it as a way as uh, also helping with retargeting because um with our own system, the Mailrite system, we we encourage people to build up their database of literally anybody that they meet or know in their in their 
area where they're operating in as agent and then to um, market to that list um, and one of the ways of that is to use that list as a custom audience and then use it as a retargeting mechanism. What do you think about that, Kim? Sure. I mean, you are dead on. By definition, a custom audience has to be retargeted because what it is is, by definition, retargeting is showing an ad to someone based on um, the knowledge that we have about them or the actions that they've already taken. That's retargeting. So if you're in a custom audience, if you're in a list of any sort, and we say show that person an ad based on some criteria, by definition, we're retargeting. And as I'm sure you have discovered, um, retargeting is, I mean, when people say, oh, Facebook doesn't work, it's likely because what they're doing is continuing to blast ads out to cold traffic um, and uh, cold traffic, let me define that, being people who have never heard of you before versus warm traffic, which is people on these retargeting lists. Um, But the whole idea is a funnel. Right. First, it's people who have never heard of you before, but then they see one of your ads and they take some action which puts them on a list. And then based on that list, you show them an ad which is relevant and personalized to get them go to go to the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's what makes Facebook advertising work. I would also make one other point, uh, and this is something that I talk about all the time, and people just, um, uh, it's jaw-dropping when you understand the math. If I can, if I make, um, I can double the number of leads that come in the top of my funnel. I can triple or quadruple them, and the impact on my bottom line is not going to be anywhere near just changing the conversion rate of people who buy or convert at the bottom of my funnel from just say 1% to 2%. That little tiny change at the bottom has a massive impact on profit, which is why, hence the reverse your funnel concept, we start working there to open up the bottom of the funnel and increase those conversion rates. Well, how do we increase those conversion rates? A very big way we do that is by retargeting because of course retargeting is highly relevant and when done right, converts much, much better than uh, less targeted advertising. Yeah, that's um, beautifully put actually, Kim. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so the, so it's really important to build up a list, isn't it? You know, an email list and um, the other thing is it should reduce the cost of your adverts, not automatically, I like to point out, but because these people recognize you, um, as, you know, there's other factors like the right advert, the right funnel, like what you've just said. But being that they're not cold, cold they should recognize your photo, your advert, you should get more engagement, shouldn't you? So, and if Facebook sees more engagement, the actual cost of the advertisement should be less. Is that correct? It is correct. That is a virtuous circle um, where Facebook rewards content that its users tell it are is relevant. 
So that's the other beauty, if it's done right, you know, um, there's some people out there that make out it's kind of be almost like semi-automatic, you know, you yeah. do this step, you do that step, you do the other step. It's a little bit more complicated, isn't it, Kim? Uh, ab- yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in the, there was a time when you could just throw it against the wall and it was going to stick, but that is no longer the case. You You have to write good ads, you know, you have to be thoughtful about what you're doing and how you do it. Um, but the good news is, again, Facebook rewards people who do it well and do it right uh, and punishes by, you know, making their uh, ad costs higher people who don't do it well. And so that's the bucket you want to you want to be in. And I want to point out, um, obviously, Facebook wants to make money and they, they're extremely good at that. Um, but they also want content that gets engagement because the more engagement they get, means that people spend more time on the Facebook platform and the more time they spend on the Facebook platform makes Facebook advertising more profitable. So that's what Facebook wants. And if you give what Facebook wants, they award you like what Kim's just said. Um, The other area that are intriguing is um, lookalike audiences. Can you explain what that is, Kim? Sure. This is where Facebook starts to become almost magical. So what what they do, sorry about that. Um, but they seems to be a fan of Facebook, folks. It's, you know what? It's becoming almost a trademark. People say I can't even make a video without my dog's photo or video bombing it. So, <laughs> and if there's not a dog in one of them, they say, "Hey, I didn't see a dog." And just so um, uh, the. the the, um, the lookalike audiences, so what happens is you take a custom audience and it really needs to be a, you know, a fairly large custom audience of greater than 1,000 people, but the larger, the better. Um, if it's 10,000, better, 100,000, so much the better. And you use that audience as a seed audience. So let's just imagine that our audience is people who have uh, bought a home from you. Okay. And let's imagine that you have a couple thousand of those people. And you, so you say to Facebook, I want to use this list of people who have bought a home for me as the seed audience for a lookalike. And what it's then going to do is go out and let's say we, we specify the United States. It's going to say, it's going to go find the 2 million people from amongst the 390 million that it has in the United States that it knows about. And it's going to compare literally thousands of data points that it has on the people in the seed list and the people, the other people, and say, based on what you want to have happen, which is have people buy a home from me, who amongst my audience are the two million that are most closely resemble and most likely to take the same action as the ones in your seed list. And that's called a lookalike audience. And very often, those are some of the highest performing audiences that you can have. Now, we're saying that, but obviously, what's going through the mind of myself and probably the audience is, well, I operate in a 20-mile radius at the most, or a 30-mile radius, and it's going to show this lookalike audience to 2 million people, and um, you can select countries, um, but you can't select Pacific states, can you, or cities, I don't think, 
in um, their selectin mechanism, can you, Kim? Well, so, you, can, you can. You can use right. overlays. You, you, can't, you can't do it in the audience itself, but then when you specify the audience as being your lookalike audience, then all of the geographic targeting is available to you. So you can say, well, only show this ad to people within that lookalike audience who are within a certain geographic area. Right. Thank you for um, clarifying that. Um, so how does that affect the two million that it normally selects then? Sure. I mean, obviously that number is, is much, much smaller, I, um, which is a, um, a, you know, just a natural function of the fact that you're in a local business that is limited to a, you know, a local geography. So that, you know, really with regards to the look like audience, you shouldn't really think of it any differently than creating a, uh, a local audience based on an interest like, you know, what, uh, you know, the people who like the spas or, you know, whatever you're using is for interest targeting in your area. If you are, maybe you're not, maybe you just got it wide open in just the geographic area. Um, but it's just, it's really the same, same idea. You're taking a quality audience and then it's a subset of that based on geography, which you're going to call out further with some good dog whistle copy. And Jonathan, I want to jump in on that too, because, um, you know, even though like, for example, I serve a 30 mile radius, uh, locally, I'm not limiting the scope of my advertising to that 30 mile radius because what's a huge part of my business relocation. So I definitely want to reach people outside of San Diego that may be coming here and get, get, get in touch with them before they've even made the trip out here, um, to, to try to capture some of that business. So, um, I mean, in that, in that regard, Kim, then wouldn't, wouldn't this be more beneficial on, on a more, uh, not literally global level, but you know, like, um, you could target certain, like, like for example, if you, if you were to pressure me and say, all right, name the top 10 cities that relocate to San Diego, I could list those and the, include those as part of my targeting. Yes. What I would, and, and, you know, so full um, disclosure here, I haven't played with this particular targeting, but what I would probably do there is um, Facebook has some targeting options specific to re relocating. Um, so I would play with those maybe set. So, and I would target those obviously very completely separate ads from the ones that I ran locally because the, the work, again, this goes back to specificity and relevance. You're going to talk to somebody who's relocating very differently than somebody who's just selling their home and moving within, you know, the San Diego area. Right. So, you would want totally different ad copy for those. And that's, that's just a really important side point. I mean, again, that's one of the mistakes people make is not being specific and relevant enough. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I would try some of that relocation. Also, some of the geographic targeting that they have, if you look up there in the dropdown, you'll notice that um, they have a number of different options. So it's not, um, they have, they have in um, that geographic area lives in that geographic area, um, traveling to that geographic area. So I would, I would be playing with all of those as well. Okay. Because, again, if you, so just another point on that, if you were to say San Diego, 
uh, area, th- whatever, 30 mile radius. And you said everybody, that's, a- that's actually going to include a much wider swath. That doesn't mean they're, they are physically in San Diego right this minute. So that helps. Right. I've seen that just in with the business page, you can set up uh, who your business page targets and you can really get specific with it. Um, and it includes things like you were mentioning, people traveling to San Diego uh, versus people already living in San Diego or even people that have lived in San Diego. It's, I was surprised the metrics on it, how specific it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I, if I can just make one more um, quick comment, because I don't think we talked about this the last time I was on the show. One of the things that is happening, the trend with Facebook's algorithm is very, very quickly, the machine learning is getting so, so smart that the mm. trend is away from specific targeting. It's, it's really just saying um, uh, you want to be basically as broad as you can and oh. let Facebook figure out who the right people are within that soup. And, um, and it's getting remarkably good at doing that. So you know, just to quant- I totally agree with you, Kim. Just to quantify, see if you agree with it. But the only um, proviso I would put on that is it needs a, a large enough group for its technology to work on, as what my understanding of it. it would you agree with that? It does. In fact, so like a quick story, I have a, uh, a consulting client and um, our Facebook rep in Asia, because uh, that's where they're based in Singapore, said, you know, um, try this. And by the way, kids, don't try this at home. It takes a fairly <laughs> large budget, okay? But they said just, and this is a, um, an online e-commerce uh, um, store, personalized perfume. And they said, run your ad to all 390 million people in the United States. Nothing else. No other targeting. And see what happens. And don't ask me how, but it found those people who wanted to buy personalized perfume um, out of that 390. So um, it took a big budget, but like that's some crazy, scary stuff. And that's the direction it's moving. What's happening now is the more you try to force it to find people within certain groups, what you end up doing is excluding people that it might have otherwise found because it's just way smarter than you. So as a general trend, a general takeaway from this conversation, go as broad as you can and then let Facebook do the heavy lifting. Okay. Oh, really? Thanks for that. Um, I think we go for a break, Kim. And when we come back, um, this I want to talk quickly about Facebook Messenger messaging in general, and then a bit about your business career and some of the things you've learned. How does that sound, Kim? That sounds great. So we'll be coming back in a minute. Um, hopefully, you've got some value. We haven't mystify you even more uh, it's been a little bit hardcore but it's got to be because um, we want to provide some value from our guests and our interviews and we'll be back in a minute and we'll be forging forward do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood then you need mail right it is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition we stand behind our work with a no question asked 30 day money back guarantee so don't delay get started today go to mail-right.com we're coming back folks we've got kim great guest coming back we've had a great 
kind of techno discussion about Facebook. Even the dogs enjoyed it. Uh, um, <laughs> so we're coming back, folks. Um, Facebook Messenger and messaging. What's that about? How to use it properly? If you're a real estate agent, Kim, what's your thoughts? Sure. So if someone doesn't know what it is, it is Facebook's chat uh, application. It's called Facebook Messenger. Um, it's its own application on, an, on your mobile phone, but it is built into the Facebook application on desktop. The answer, uh, I have to say, I was a little slow to the bandwagon. I kind of wanted to um, wait and see how, how do we monetize this uh, uh, time and effort that we're going to spend on this. Uh, but I, I have recently climbed on board. Um, so there's over a billion people on Facebook Messenger. And increasingly people that, you know, if you just think, especially in the younger generation, they don't look at email, they text and or use chat. Um, and so it is, it is the communication platform of the future. It's just a question of when. And so you just have to gauge how much time and effort you spend on it um, now as opposed to in the future. There's obviously an early mover advantage, but it just depends on how much time you have. So, so I, I have just started, just to give you an idea, I've just started using it in my business in a couple of ways. Um, I have a and I, now we're really going to get technical. I have a, um, when someone signs up for one of my webinars, but you could modify this for your businesses, uh, there's the, the page asks them, would you like a reminder via Facebook Messenger before my webinar? When they click yes, that subscribes them to another, yet another list. It's a messenger list, which now gives me permission to, rather than email them, put an ad in front of them, now I can send them messages over messenger. Not only do I, uh, do I do that, do I send them that reminder, but I have created a chat bot. It's, I call it the Kim bot. And the Kim bot has a little conversation with them. Um, that's kind of cute. And it says, uh, you know, hey, no worries, you'll absolutely get your your reminder. But in the meantime, can we ask you a couple of questions back to that relevance thing? Um, and it's very quick and very pithy. And, and it feels very, they know it's the Kimbot, but you know, it feels like they're having a conversation with me. Um, and at the end, it says, thanks, I'll send this over to Kim, let us know. But what has happened and here's why I think realtors should really consider this if, they're, if they've got the technical chops to pull it off, is I am, it is so, so hard nowadays to get someone to open an email. Even when it's coming from your personal email box, much less these these uh, um, um, the ones that we generate automatically. Hope, I, I don't know if I have time for this, but I'll, I'll just tell you a quick story. I, I've, I was working, I'm trying really hard to increase my webinar attendance. And so I, tr I ran a little experiment. And the experiment was every single person who signed up for one of my webinars, which was a couple hundred people, I made them a personal video. And I emailed them that personal video from my uh, email account, my personal email Gmail account. And I watched, because I had tracking on it, one who opened those emails and two who watched those videos. And the percentage of people, even they had just signed up for a webinar that I got to open the email was, was, was so surprisingly small 
relative to what I would expect, no matter what subject lines I tried. And a bunch of them, even though I made it really clear that it was a personal video from me, didn't watch the, the video. So the, the point being, what people are now doing is it's like banner blindness. So they have email blindness, but they don't have that yet with Messenger. So when I start a conversation with them and then someone says, yes, my biggest challenge is the technology and I'm so overwhelmed by it. And then I come back on and start typing, you know, talking with them, tell me more about that legitimate, like I get conversations with prospects that I did not get any other way. And that's why I'm going all in on Messenger. And there's um, my own system, the MailRite, we're looking into adding this um, to the system. Um, it's a balancing because you don't want to jump in too quick. Um, but um, there are also other systems that um, if you sign up, you, you say you're doing a Facebook advert, you've got a classic landing page with a lead magnet when they go to the thank you page um it says do you mind you know you tick a box don't mind getting messenger messages and then it will send a series of messages to them when it that kind of um absolutely and like anything you're going to want to you rather you're going to want to make sure that that first request provides value would you like us to send um a um a a message to your messenger every time a new listing in your uh, and your z desired zip code comes up or you know or whatever right if you can do something like that of course they're gonna say yes and what you're doing is you're you are going where they are and where they are increasingly is they are not not email and when we do maybe a quick bonus session um, for the YouTube channel and that I want to comment back to you about email and see if you agree with some of the things but i want to follow i want to um throw it over to thomas because um we want to discuss some of the things you've learned about business because you've been so successful kim and you, you've got so much experience so, so i wanted to cover a little bit off you go thomas sure i, I before i do that i i just wanted to um uh, be, I guess vulnerable is the word because I'm going to say something that's probably um, naive to the technology that you were just discussing. But from a realtor standpoint, I now have to manage my phone and voicemail, text, email, because email is still king in real estate because we deliver our docs that way. Uh, now text uh, our uh, messenger. Um, it's, it's, you're starting to see the problem here is it, um, it, it, there's so many ways people can reach out to you. And, and I'll, and I'll say this with Jonathan listening. Um, he's done some work for me uh, over this year and one and, and Facebook uh, target ads that produced results. I didn't even know I had because they did, they responded to me on messenger and I had no clue those messages were there. Um, how does one harness all this it, it seems to be expanding, not shrinking. It seems to be getting harder, not easier to manage all the different ways people can communicate with you. And, and, and I realize that we're probably on the cusp of some of these things going by the wayside, but while we still have all methods of communication available to us, what's your advice to the entrepreneur that's trying to manage all these different ways clients and customers can reach out to us? 
I wish I had a magic bullet for you, and I don't. <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, it is it is hard. It is harder, um, and because there is more, and and hence the reason that I didn't jump into Facebook Messenger until I felt certain that there was going to be an ROI on my time there, and. Either you've got to automate some things to be able to keep more of those uh, balls up in the air, which is one way I handle that. Um, or, you know, you're going to have to carve off time from something else. And so then it's really, it's an ROI question to say, yeah. all right, you know, well, if this is going to be my ROI on this, like what's got a lower ROI that I'm willing to let go over here to, to take up this other new thing. Um, and so it's really not any different than probably any investment question, although we don't typically think of technology that way um, or well, communication channels that way. Can I jump in quick, Kim? It's okay. Um, so I'll there's there's a couple of ways that you can it's a really fantastic question thomas there's a couple of ways of dealing with it um with these with facebook messaging and texting there are couples there are a number of services that you set up some pre descriptive um messages um linked to your campaigns and they send the messages for you and when it gets a response you're sent an email or a text message to your phone um, the other way is to really buy into a, a quality content man, a customer management system. And the, um, the quality ones aren't cheap, Thomas. The one that I, which intentionally MailRite's kept away from because it is uh, a competitive sector. But the one that I really like, but it's not cheap, is follow-up boss. And that, that, has, um, that can send you when it can deal with the madness quite effectively, Thomas. And that's a, that, that's a quality product, follow-up boss. But you're talking around about $70 a month to use it. But it is of those systems, and it's, put, and it's designed for the real estate industry. Mm. And it's, I think it's one of the best ones. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, in, uh, the one I'm using now, um, I, you know, I'm paying around 50 bucks a month for, so I mean that 70 bucks a month doesn't seem like a major jump. It's a bit of a scare when you open it because they've got a lot of tutorials, something, you know, but if you decide I could help you set it up, but it needs a bit of setting up, but it's got a really modern interface and they've got loads of really quality tutorials and they're very helpful, but um, you can get a little bit short initially trying to set it up, but it's like everything, isn't it, Kim? <laughs> yep. yep. Well, um, Kim, I wanted to ask you, because, I mean, you, you alluded to this when we opened the show, and um, this isn't your first rodeo with a business. So um, can you kind of walk us through um, maybe your top three companies that you really enjoyed um, creating and tell us, because, I mean, your background is so um, diverse. And I, I, how did you arrive where you are today by maybe te teaching us a little about your background through maybe your top, you know, two or three companies that you enjoyed running? Sure. Um, it, it is diverse, but in, with 2020 hindsight, there is actually a through line. Um, yeah. so, I'll, so I'll come back to that. I didn't realize it at the time, but you look back and go, oh, that's what I was doing. Um, so, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, well, just to start out, um, I started out right out of college um, working for a company that uh, sold wholesale computer supplies. I, did, I was not one of the founders. Uh, I started as a clerk in the purchasing department. And at the time that I joined the company, they were about $36 million a year in sales. Um, by the time I left, eight years later, they were over a billion dollars a year in sales. Wow. Uh, I, they had gone public. I had gone from clerk to senior executive. Um, and there's a whole story around that. In fact, I've written a book about it, um, about um, how I turned all that, besides being you know, completely financially irresponsible because I was <laughs> under the age of 30, um, you know, I turned all that money over to a, a big name brokerage firm who proceeded to lose everything that I hadn't. Oh recklessly spent. Um, so, but the, so the, there's some good news there um, in, in hindsight. One is that I learned a tremendous amount about a growth company, a high growth company. This was before the, the dot-com uh, bubble, but um, short, you know, um, preceding that whole thing. So that was, that was an amazing education, a very uh, unusual education, in fact, um, because the average age of the company was less than 30, in fact. Um, but it created what was, um, probably, you know, my, my biggest success, bar none, which is Snyder Advisors. Snyder Advisors, what ended up happening was I, I invented an investment, a way of investing uh, money based on the idea that I never, ever, ever wanted to be in that situation again. Um, I created it initially for myself. Then some friends asked me to start teaching them how to do it. And, and then next thing you know, I'm teaching their parents and um, it grew into number 826 on the ink list. And um, we had at one point over half a billion dollars in assets under management. And, um, and I sold it in February of this year. So um, it's 17 years and, you know, and still, and still going. So um, that was not only my biggest success, that was, you know, my, my passion, my deep passion for, um, for all those years, because I felt like, um, well, I didn't feel like I knew that um, what Wall Street was selling was making them rich and not us. And I just had this burning um, desire to, um, you know, once I found a better way to, to show people that way. And, and, and that really kind of goes to the through line, I think of, and I'll, and I'll talk about, you know, the other com companies. Yeah, but well, before, but before you do that, Kim, um, I, um, I like that conversation to go on the bonus because we're trying to keep the podcast around 30 mm. minutes okay and then is that okay absolutely and we're <laughs> like well over that aren't we we're a little bit we're keeping to um we're a little bit over but i try to keep it between 30 and 40 minutes uh um, you, so, you know jonathan my husband says i can't say my own name in less than 90 minutes so <laughs> when you've got when you've got a really interesting guest like you kim 30 to 40 minutes goes quick uh um, so kim how can people get hold of you and learn more about you and and about your funnels yeah thank you so much for asking that question it's very simple reverseyourfunnel.com just like it sounds right. and how can people get hold of you thomas well that's easy too uh, at thomasjnelsonrealtor.com or on facebook uh, or the old-fashioned way you can call me here in san diego at 858-232-8722 
And uh, like Kim, I answer my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's really quite easy to get hold of me, folks. So go to the Mail Right website, um, fill in the contact form, email me personally at Jonathan at mail right.com. And we've got Twitter and Facebook, and I do answer my phone, and there's a phone number on there, and it will be answered. And we'll see you, Nick. We'll see you next week, folks. Um, like I say, we're going to go into bonus content, which you'll be able to view on the YouTube channel and on the MailRite website. And we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.